Coming up next on the Passion Struck Podcast, we live in a world that constantly promotes feel-good culture and suppresses sadness. We are always told to try to stay happy, no matter our personal circumstances. While we are meant to avoid situations that can cause pain, there are certain circumstances when things are beyond our control and emotional suffering becomes inevitable. At times like this, we need to be able to look past the pain and turn that suffering into resilience and growth. Welcome to Passion Struck. Hi, I'm your host, John R. Miles. And on the show, we decipher the secrets, tips, and guidance of the world's most inspiring people and turn their wisdom into practical advice for you and those around you. Our mission is to help you unlock the power of intentionality so that you can become the best version of yourself. If you're new to the show, I offer advice and answer listener questions on Fridays. We have long form interviews the rest of the week with guests ranging from astronauts to authors, CEOs, creators, innovators, scientists, military leaders, visionaries, and athletes. Now, let's go out there and become passion struck. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Momentum Friday and episode 142 of Passion Struck, one of the top 10 alternative health podcasts in the world. Thank you to all of you who come back weekly to listen and learn how to live better, be better, and impact the world. And in case you missed my episodes from earlier in the week, we head on two amazing guests. The first was Admiral James Stavridis, and we launched his brand new book, To Risk It All. What an inspiring interview where we talk about different characters he profiles throughout the book, along with talking about his other books, Sailing True North and 2034. We then had on Keegan Gill, a friend of mine who's a former F-18 strike pilot who survived the fastest ejection in naval history. And he talks about his harrowing story, his survival in the water for over two hours, and the aftermath. Two interviews you absolutely do not want to miss. And if you missed my Momentum Friday episode from last week, it was on our belief systems and how we can control them and greatly influence the lives that we want to live. I also wanted to acknowledge our fan of the week, Orlando Hour, who writes great stuff. I highly appreciate John's mission of showing us another perspective and possibilities in living an intentional life through his work and the work of the people that he interviews. He is part of the positive movement that is impacting the planet. Not all is negative and gloomy. To break the chains of conditioning to limited ideas. Bravo to him. Thank you so much, Rolando, for that amazing review. And thank you to all of you who have rated or reviewed the show. We now have over 8,000 five-star ratings globally, and those impact the popularity of our show and our passion-struck mission so much. Thank you for all those ratings and also for forwarding these episodes to your friends and family members. It means so much to us in growing this community. Now, let's talk about today's episode. Yoko Ono said, nobody's life is a bed of roses. We all have crosses to bear, and we all just do. Do our best. The reality of life is that it is not a bed of roses, but at the same time, neither is it a bed of thorns. We all experience lows and highs. It's like the ocean's vastness, and we are passengers on a boat adrift, sometimes experiencing smooth sailing and at other times rough seas. These varying emotions and situations contribute meaning to life and make it 
complete and whole. What then happens when life goes on as we hadn't planned and hoped? How do we process and cope with those painful emotions? Whether it's due to their potency or the lack of the ability to handle them, emotions can be very challenging to manage. It might be easier to pretend they just don't exist or to just try to numb them out. Numbing out painful emotions is what some people try to do to cope with these emotional situations. They engage in destructive behaviors like abusing alcohol and drugs and unhealthy behaviors like overworking, emotional eating, and excessive binge watching, hoping that these activities will take their pain away. But the only thing these harmful activities do is ease the pain for a little bit because over time it only worsens when the pain returns. Knowing that pain and challenges will always be a part of your life, it is so important to understand how to give those painful emotions full expression and learn how to deal with them in healthy ways that can make you stronger and even better because of the situations. In last week's episode, I spoke about how our belief systems shape our reality and help you through some exercises where you could turn your beliefs into things that could so transform your life. This premise allows us to understand that our belief system directly correlates to how we view pain and trauma. It also helps us to endure them. In today's episode, I will be helping you to see the need to express sadness and pain in healthy ways instead of harmful ones. Let us begin with the story of a notable celebrity who due to the pressure and challenges that he faced at a young age, engaged in drinking and drug use to numb his pain, but eventually came to terms with his situation and learned how to deal with it intentionally. Thank you for choosing Passion Struck and choosing me to be your host and guide on your journey to creating an intentional life. Now, let that journey begin. Get ready to supercharge your hiring experience with Indeed, our fantastic partner. We at PassionStruck are all about seeking smarter, more efficient ways to do things, and Indeed perfectly aligns with this philosophy when it comes to hiring. It's more than just a job site. It's a comprehensive platform that revolutionizes the way you find the perfect candidates. With its powerful matching engine and over 350 million global monthly visitors, Indeed streamlines the hiring process, bringing top talent straight to you. No more sifting through endless unqualified resumes. Indeed does the heavy lifting just for you. And what I love about Indeed is its ability to centralize all your hiring activities. From scheduling interviews and screening applicants to messaging candidates, it's all in one place. During my career, I've hired thousands of employees, and I only wish I had Indeed's efficiency and speed back then. And here's a fact that absolutely blows my mind. 93% of employers... According to a recent survey, saying Indeed delivers the best quality matches over other job sites. That's quality and speed hand in hand. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit. To get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash PassionStruck, just go to Indeed.com slash PassionStruck right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash PassionStruck. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know all those discount codes are difficult to remember, so we put them all at passionstruck.com slash deals. Now, back to Passionstruck. 
Robert Downey Jr. was born in New York to an actor and filmmaker, Robert Downey Sr., and actress mother, Elsie Ann. He started his acting career in 1970 at the age of five with his acting debut in his father's film titled Hound. Growing up, he would go on sets with his father, and it was from that tender experience that he started to develop an interest in acting. However, something else was also getting his attention at this young age. Downey's father started exposing him to drugs at the age of six. And from then on, drug use became sort of an emotional bond between the two. He noted that he and his father doing drugs together was like an expression of love for him. As Downey grew in age and advanced in the profession, he began to gain fame and tremendous recognition. However, the pressure of measuring up to high expectations and stardom at his young age impacted him greatly. And to cope, he began to engage in very harmful activities. He would spend most nights abusing alcohol and fervently scouting for hard drugs. This habit started in his early years and carried out into his adulthood, even after getting married. Whenever he was stressed or faced a difficult challenge, he would abuse alcohol and drugs with his buddies. Downey Jr. was arrested many times in the summer of 1996 for odd and reckless fueled behavior. One incident had police stopping him for speeding, and once they pulled him over, they discovered that he was intoxicated. But in addition to being intoxicated, he also had cocaine and heroin in the car, as well as an unloaded 356 Magnum that was in his passenger seat. Downey bounced in and out of rehab for addiction in state institutions in California for the following few years. He was sentenced to three years in state prison in 1999 and served 12 months before being paroled. He was arrested twice more in the next eight months before being sentenced to six months more at Wavelengths International. One of the many court-ordered addiction programs he visited over the years. This period of Downey's life was his lowest point of addiction and also the time when he lost everything. Hollywood considered him a pariah and a laughingstock. His wife left him and took their son. He was sacked from his role as Larry Paul in the sitcom Ally McBeal and had plunged into massive debt. It was at this lowest point that Downey finally made the decision to quit drugs and alcohol for good. Two years later, after spending more time in rehab, Robert Downey Jr. began making a comeback. He had remarried by this time, and with support from his wife Susan, yoga, and his renewed career, he managed to stay busy and focused. He overcame his addiction and was able to stay sober to this day. His acting career from that point forward thrived, leading to his greatest triumph, starring as Tony Stark in Marvel Studios' Iron Man and the Avengers film franchises. He has received several awards, including the BAFTA, in Golden Globe and also was nominated for two Oscars. For Avengers Endgame, he recently grossed over $75 million. I used Downey's transformational story today because it conveys several important questions that I will now tackle. Why is it essential that we experience pain? Is it okay to feel sadness? Why do we handle pain in harmful ways and end up trying to numb our emotions? What are the correct ways to manage painful emotions? We will be right back to the Passion Struck Podcast. This year, one of my goals is to try to revive my Spanish for an upcoming trip I have to Puerto Rico. With Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, not only is learning a new language fun, the whole Babbel process is addictively fun. It's fast. It's easy. Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons for real-world use. 
And I use my daily morning walks to digest Babbel's 15-minute lessons, which make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. I also enjoy their games. Other language apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 actual language experts. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Start your new language journey today with Babbel. And right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash passionstruck. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash passionstruck for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Now, back to Passionstruck. What is the importance of painful experiences? We live in a world that constantly promotes feel-good culture and suppresses sadness. We are told to try to stay happy no matter our circumstances. While we are meant to avoid situations that can cause pain, there are certain times when things are beyond our control and emotional suffering becomes inevitable. At times like this, we need to be able to look past the pain and turn that suffering into resilience and growth. I recently interviewed Susan Cain about her new book, Bittersweet, How Sorrow and Longing Make Us Whole. In our discussion, Susan explored the bittersweet state of mind and how it is the silent force that helps us to transcend our individual and collective pain. She emphasizes that if we don't acknowledge our own longings and sorrows, we can inflict them on others via abuse, domination, or neglect. But if we come to realize that all humans know or will know suffering and loss, we can turn towards each other. And we can learn to alter our own pain into connection, transcendence, and creativity. Allowing yourself to be unhappy does not imply wallowing or self-pity. Choosing sadness actually has several advantages, and it primarily enables you to accept the reality of your current feelings, which is the first step to processing your emotions. So you may now be wondering, is it okay to feel sad? As I previously mentioned, having times when we feel pain is a natural and inevitable part of life. But aside from just having to cope with these times, we need to realize that there are both social and psychological benefits to experiencing them. The following are some of the benefits. First, sadness can connect you with others. According to 2018 research in New Ideas in Psychology, sadness actually encourages others to treat you with empathy, thus providing you with care and compassion when you need it the most. 2015 research on social motives and preferences for group-based sadness found that expressing sadness can create a shared sense of values and ultimately brings people together. This helps to unite people and ultimately leads to a world that is filled with compassion. Second, it helps you to process complexity. According to the same 2018 research, when the melancholy state compels you to disconnect, you're actually experiencing a protective mechanism designed to keep you safe during vulnerable periods. When you are feeling low, some alone time may assist your mind and body to reduce unneeded stimuli. This can help allow you to process deep and complex emotions. Third, it's a natural part of grieving and can help you express and experience growth. Sadness is a component of grieving. The normal response 
to managing loss. Experts say that sorrow is a phase in the grief cycle that fosters contemplation. This means that melancholy may actively assist you in making sense of the intense feelings of sorrow. Sadness is also linked to post-traumatic growth, which can occur to adverse life circumstances and trauma. Post-traumatic growth may result in a more robust spiritual sense or determination to affect positive change. Fourth, it can lead to more satisfaction. In some cases, sadness can be a symptom that something in your life, such as a relationship, a job, or a decision isn't working out. When this happens, you must take time to ponder how the sadness could be pointing you in the right direction. Turning it into that feeling could be the first step towards making a much needed change, which ultimately will help you get more satisfaction from life. So now that we've talked about why it is okay to feel sadness, let's now go into why do people handle their pain in harmful ways? Due to people's inability to handle their sad emotions, some people engage in emotional suppression. As the words indicate, this is an act of numbing or suppressing emotions. This is a very unhealthy way to deal with your emotions as it prevents you from processing experience and getting healed causes more distress as well as impacting one's health negatively. To suppress their painful emotions, people often engage in excessive drinking or taking drugs or some of the other abusive habits I covered earlier in the podcast. According to Dr. John Mendelson, a clinical professor of medicine at the University of California, San Francisco, alcohol works by flooding the brain with dopamine and creating the feelings of euphoria. It also inhibits judgment and memory. And to Together, these can both temporarily relieve feelings of sadness or stress. He, however, adds, when the alcohol wears off and the negative emotions come rushing back, you may feel even worse than you did before. What is the right way to handle painful emotions? The only way to effectively handle these emotions of sadness and pain is to first accept them and not deny that they exist. Accepting them allows your feelings to be what they are without judging or trying to change them. Acceptance simply means being aware of your emotions and taking them for what they are currently, knowing that they won't last and you will get better on the other side of them. Realize that accepting emotions does not imply that you have to be continually miserable or in pain. It also doesn't imply that you have to keep these terrible emotions inside or force yourself to experience emotional distress. It simply means letting go of your attempts to control your emotions and recognizing that your feelings and beliefs cannot damage you. But the things that you might try to get rid of these emotions such as drinking and drugs, can. Do you have a topic like today's that you would like to see us cover? You can reach us at Momentum Friday at passionstruck.com. Keep your emails concise. Use a descriptive subject line. That keeps things easy for us. Reach out to us if there's a topic you're interested in learning about. There's something that maybe you're going through, any big decision that you're wrestling with, or perhaps you just want a new perspective on work, love, or life. Whatever's got you staying up at night, hit us up at Momentum Friday at passionstruck.com. We're here to help and we keep every email anonymous. Now, back to Passionstruck. The following are some approaches that you can take to effectively handle your emotions. First, 
cry whenever you feel the need. Christian Nestel Bove once said, tears are nature's lotions for the eyes. The eyes see better from being washed by them. Indeed, we can view things differently and deeply after having an experience that made us shed tears. Crying is the body's natural process of physically expressing an intense feeling of sorrow. So when the situation prompts those tears, find a comfortable time and place to let them all out rather than holding them in and trying to numb them. Expressing sadness by crying can also help others who are around you recognize that you're experiencing grief and prompt them to give their support and understanding. Second, have a sincere conversation with yourself. You can effectively do this by journaling your deepest thoughts. This will help you to better understand why things happened as they did. Draw lessons from the situation and realize the best ways to grow through it. Third, talk to someone. Besides talking to yourself, talking to someone else, be it a friend or family member, or even someone you may have just met, could go a long way in helping you clear your head and lighten the weight of the emotions that you're feeling. Fourth, practice mindfulness and meditation. The art of mindfulness and meditation go a long way in helping you heal. And I've covered this in a myriad of past episodes, but one of the best ones is my interview with Dr. David Vago, who is one of the foremost experts in the world on meditation. When you practice meditation and mindfulness, you will be able to consciously choose to pay attention to what is happening in each moment and do so without self-judgment. This will help you calm your mind and train your focus on things that you can control, ultimately enabling you to be at peace with your pain. Fifth, seek professional help. The decision to quit abusing alcohol or drugs is the most difficult step. Once you have made that decision, it is so important to then follow it up with intentional action. Your decision to quit alone may not be enough because your brain has been wired in this habit of drug and alcohol use. You will need support in the form of therapy, a group session, or so forth. So take prompt action in seeking out these relative professionals, and you can be assured of a definite process to total recovery. Sixth, keep a broad perspective. Life is diverse, and the moments we experience connect themselves in ways that we cannot even imagine. Keeping a broad view of life will help you to realize that some of your most difficult situations lead to some of your most positive and biggest lessons in eventual success. So learn to keep your head up high and hope for better days while you experience today's challenging situations. So I've covered a lot today, so let me help you summarize and wrap this all up. In the words of Bob Goff, our pain is never wasted, for what brings us tears will lead us to grace. Having sad times and difficult emotions is a natural part of life. As I explained in episode 19 of Passion Struck, you can always choose how you're going to respond to every situation that you face in life. Every one of the choices we make shapes our experiences and brings us to where we are in our life. Also, keep in mind that the aim is not to get rid of the emotion, but to allow yourself to fully feel it. So ensure that whatever activity you choose to engage in is to the end that you can express your emotions. So the next time that you feel like numbing your emotional pain, take a deep breath. Remember everything that I have just taught you throughout this podcast and lean in and give full expression to that emotion. Only then will you start to be genuinely healed and grow to become a better version of yourself. I wish you strength, clarity, 
and peace to guide you through the painful days that we all experience as part of life's journey. Thank you for taking the time to be with us here today. And if you're new to the show or you would like to introduce this to a friend or family member, we now have episode starter packs, both on Spotify and the Passion Struck website. These are collections of your favorite episode that we organize into different topics, such as relationships, overcoming adversity, entrepreneurship, and so many more. Just go to passionstruck.com slash starter packs to get started. And additionally, over the next few weeks, we have some amazing interviews coming on, including my interview with Dr. Sarah Fay, where we discuss the six misdiagnoses that she was given, her approach to curing herself from them, and her exploration of why the DMS manual, which is the psychiatric Bible, is ultimately flawed and how you can learn to take care of your own health journey. We also have the book launch on June 9th of Michael Seligman's brand new book about secrets, and he is one of the foremost experts in the world on that topic. I also have interviews coming up with podcast host Kathy Heller, Vice Admiral Sandy Stowes, Dr. Katie Milkman, and so many additional interviews coming your way. So if there's a guest that you would like to see me interview or a topic like today's that you would like to hear me discuss, please reach out to us at Momentum Friday at passionstruck.com. Now go out there and live life passionstruck. Thank you so much for joining us. The purpose of our show is to make passion go viral. And we do that by sharing with you the knowledge and skills that you need to unlock your hidden potential. If you want to hear more, please subscribe to the Passion Struck podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts at. And if you absolutely love this episode, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes and you sharing it with three of your most growth-minded friends so they can post it as well to their social accounts and help us grow our Passion Struck community. If you'd like to learn more about the show and our mission, you can go to passionstruck.com where you can sign up for our, our newsletter, look at our tools, and also download the show notes for today's episode. Additionally, you can listen to us every Tuesday and Friday for even more inspiring content. And remember, make a choice, work hard, and step into your sharp edges. Thank you again for joining us. 